0: To the Garage Guys NASCAR Race Recap. t is in the books, Garage Fam. it me, Garage Guy Chase, coming to you solo uh, whenever you're listening to this. It's probably Monday, though. Most of you are pretty good about getting in the car, heading to work, or being at the office, or just chilling wherever, you know, drinking your brewskis, doing your thing, living life. Living lavish, a little more lavish this week because of the 10-unit lick that we just hit today in Texas with Kyle Larson, our Lone Star Larson, as we will call him for the next few days until we go to the land of, uh, of the Wizard of Oz, uh, the, the dimension portal that takes place in Kansas. Um, don't really know where that came from. And as always, don't really care. But we're here to talk about Tijas. Kansas will be coming up this weekend. So you guys already know this. I don't even know why I'm sitting here telling you this. It's just been a long ass day, but a good one. So let's just go ahead and dive right into Sunday, race day, how it all started from my perspective and where we are right now sitting in front of a laptop, watching my voice wave patterns make stuff happen on a computer screen. Always cool to watch, uh, even though you guys might not see it. But things have been good uh, since we started doing the, uh, the podcast episodes only for recaps. And if you're listening to this and you haven't done it yet, please rate, review, and subscribe. And then unsubscribe and then subscribe again because it gives us mad love and makes Apple Podcasts be like, who the fuck is this person or who the fuck are these guys? So help us help you because the more people we reach, the more... That we get to do this on a larger scale, the more content we get to add and everything else. It's already looking really good for 2022, guys. Super excited about that year and all the things we have coming up. So, uh, I could sit here and talk hours just about brainstorming ideas, but I'm not going to do that to you guys. We do have a race to talk about. We have some DFS to talk about. We have some betting to talk about. And just overall NASCAR uh, love to spread okay Winston's back we've brought it back and it's here to stay Sunday starts uh I abruptly wake up laying on a couch in my home my phone is dead and my wife says hey it's 11 o'clock are you gonna get up and do anything today first words out of my mouth not good morning honey Um, you know, our, oh man, great sleep. It was, oh shit. I jump up, I grab my bags and I literally just look at my wife, kiss her on the mouth and just look in her eyes and say, it's race day. And I left and I went to go get prepared, uh, for the new festivities that we have going on on Sundays. Uh, so obviously this, this weekend, this race was a little more special as far as the perspective of the garage fam and, uh, and for betting because Dale and I did one of our very rare consensus cards. And if you're in the garage guys discord, which is, which is still free by the way, it's still free guys. No worries. It's free. Um, if you're still in the discord or if you're in the discord or you're not in the discord, uh, Just listen, okay? We get together probably Wednesday of last week. Maybe Tuesday. I can't really remember. But Dale and I were talking, and we were talking about uh, giving out the betting cards for free. And I was like, you know what? We got four weeks left of racing. This just makes sense. We've been really hot lately. Um, My cup picks... I, just blow me away thinking about it six and one in in the NASCAR playoffs uh, since Darlington up a total of 33.5 units just pretty awesome to uh, to, to say that that I've done that and that that is that, that has happened and it's still happening. the magic never ends, okay as long as the energy is there, we're just channeling energy from Dale himself. In the, in the skies of heaven, okay, that's where all this energy is coming from. Straight from Dale Sr.'s spirit into me and then out onto a card and then to your wallet as you're handing money to the bookie. And then we take the money back from the bookie, but a lot more of it. That's what we do. So it all stems from from uh, Raise Hell, Praise Dale in the big skies. I'm just saying that. Just because you, you pay respect to Dale senior. but uh we get together and it, it was funny because we were talking about who we we like this week. Obviously, I've uh, had some really good luck and Dale's like, who, who are you on? And I'm like, well, obviously you got to play Larson. Um, I mean, on Red 44, Larson was plus 400. If you're on that sports book with us, hell yeah. Plus 400 Kyle Larson. You probably didn't get that anywhere else. It was just insanely good odds. If you got something better than plus 400 on Larson today, please let me know. I need to know that. I need to know where, and I need to know how I can bet on that sportsbook every week. So please, keep me posted. Um, But we both liked Larson, and we both liked Blaney, and we both liked Kyle Busch, and so we said, fuck it, we're going to do a consensus card, and it was awesome. It worked out, and it worked out for everybody in the Garage Fam that wrote the card. I did talk to a few people, though, and I'm a little upset to find out that not everybody took Larson, but a lot of people took Blaney or Kyle Busch. So sad day for you if you're one of those people. Uh, next time, just bet everything on the card. It's the safest way to play, guaranteed. And the proof is in the pudding, okay? Already said my record, already told you how many units I was up. If you want to know again, I'll probably say it sometime later on, so just keep listening. But we decided that, we did the show, we dropped the bets on the NASCAR DFS preview show that we put out on YouTube and here on the podcast every week, so... We also talked a little DFS in that, and we'll get into that as well because I got some things I want to say about DFS um, and just how it's been kind of shitty for me. And that work is reflecting uh, on you guys, and I feel kind of bad. But I'm making up for it a little bit on the betting side. So if you're betting with us, beautiful. So let's get back to the day. So we, uh, we started doing these pre-race spaces. And every week from here on out to the end of this NASCAR season, you can catch us at around 12 p.m. Central Time on Twitter, and we're going to have it open to everyone. So literally, we get in there about an hour before the race, and we're just talking about our DFS lineups. We're talking about bets. We're talking about NASCAR in general. Just random conversations it's literally the most garage guys-esque thing that we've ever done and it's live and it's just audio and it's great and we get to allow people to come in from Twitter and ask questions so don't miss out on that because we only have three more to go we have Kansas Martinsville and Phoenix the championship obviously so We decided to do a little trial run. We started these last week for the Roval, and we're going to continue doing this probably into 2022, depending on how our interactions are and how the conversations grow as we're putting these on each week. So come be a part of the test study. Come be a Garage Guys lab rat with all of us together. Uh, We'll see who can turn laps in the hamster wheel the fastest, because The more people we get in, the more success that we see. It's obviously something that we want to add to our content list for 2022 for you guys. And hopefully there'll be a lot more free stuff out there for 2022 as well. But uh, yeah, the betting cards are free from here on out. So do not forget that. Uh, If you are a premium member, thank you for supporting us. And we appreciate you and we love you. And we could not do what we do without you, literally. How would I be able to do a podcast or a video episode if I didn't have nourishment like food. Your money pays for that, and I thank you. So, kind of getting off of the day and moving into race time. Race is starting up, uh, and just the craziest thing in the world happens, this wreck, okay, that ends up destroying all of my DFS lineups and just about everybody's DFS lineups in the discord that rode the free picks on tobychristie.com and the premium picks that I dropped in the discord DFS premium chat today. All right. So we'll talk a little bit about that. So You go look at tobychristie.com. By the way, if you haven't checked out tobychristie.com, that means you're not even reading my free picks for DFS every week. And that's fine. That's on you. The last two weeks, they've kind of been dog shit. But it wasn't entirely my fault. And we'll talk about the wreck. But tobychristie.com is where the Garage Guys DFS embedding content is living halfway it's kind of like we're, we're in transition of moving. Come 2022, all of our DFS embedding content will live on tobychristy.com You heard it here first on this. And I just want to say that it is a great website. There's some great guys riding. Uh, and it's a really up-and-coming site that's growing in the NASCAR community. And so I love that we are the guys that they wanted to kind of pioneer their DFS embedding channel on their site. So it's a, it's, it's an awesome opportunity, awesome to work with these guys. And it's just, we just see the, the success of, of working with them already. And so there's just so many changes and, and that we're still growing and getting better and better uh, through them now as well. So getting to kind of like Worlds colliding a little bit. The the typical NASCAR fan that Googles things now has access to say, what is DFS embedding? And that's really why we do this. And that's why we started this is because there's so many of you in the garage fam, so many of you that just listen to this show that may not be in the Discord that literally found us because of just being a NASCAR fan. And now you're probably a degenerate fucking gambler. And it's okay because you're winning and that's what matters. Especially if you're following the card, you're winning 100% there. So, it's uh it's just a great sight, but Talking a little bit about the free picks. So, obviously, my free picks are going to always be on the DFS preview show, and then I write about them and kind of write up a little bit of a a paragraph underneath their name. So, I had Kyle Larson. He was 10.5 on DraftKings. He was also to win, plus 400. I had that on there as well. I had Ryan Blaney, 9.5K, and I had him to win as well on the card, plus 900. And then I had... Alex Bowman and Ricky Stenhouse, Jr. Bowman was starting P14, had a lot of really good upside at this track because of, of previous statistics that we were looking into and that I decided, hey, this is going to be a really good play. And if this thing would have played out without that wreck early on in the race, There's no telling. I mean, he could have been riding right where Willie B was riding. But Willie B was the other Hendrick car to have in lineups today on DraftKings. So, shout out to Willie B. And then Stenhouse had such place uh, differential potential as well, starting in P27. Uh, He was 7.2K. So, good bit of salary, lost out. But as soon as Bowman and Stenhouse were taken out, that really just wrecked the day for DFS. On my end, and I'm sure a lot of, uh, of you all feel the same way and went through the same things. And then my premium picks that I had, and there's one of these picks in here. It was completely off of a hunch, um, completely just trying to uh, think outside the box. And unfortunately, I would have been better inside the box this week because wherever I was outside of the box was complete dumpster fire of an idea. Uh, but my premium picks uh, for DFS were Ryan Newman, which started in P31, a lot of place differential potential. I had Eric Jones starting in P21, uh, and he actually did pretty decent. I had Corey LaJoy as well. And then for some ungodly reason, I don't know whether it was because he just completely shit the bed at the all-star race and then Dale like lost so much money. On him. But starting in P10, I had Chris Busher as a premium play. I really thought that with his salary, you could load up. And I had some lineups where I was loaded up on place differential. And if Chris Busher would have stayed somewhere around, you know, between 10 and 12th place, I mean, I could have easily hit a grand slam. But it didn't happen. So it doesn't matter. But that was just a wild play. That, that I came out of left field with. And I think that I've realized now that there is a reason why we stay away from Busher for the most part. Now, there are definitely some races we want to have him, uh, but this was not one of them. For some reason, the, the Texas track just, it eats him up. It eats him alive. He actually got in a wreck. Okay, so we're really expecting, uh, you know, to see that after everything that happened, but shit, it happened. So it is what it is. So long story short, my DFS picks are kind of shitty right now. And I don't know whether it's because my betting success has just been so good or maybe I'm just a little more mentally focused on the betting side of things as of late. And, and it, it's for a good cause. And it's because, obviously, for one, they're hitting. For two, it's pretty damn good licks for way less work and way less time so the edge on betting and and i think that we're going to see this in the industry as a whole in sports and sports betting and gambling in general betting is obviously the future and dfs is great don't get me wrong i love it and i play it every week there i have i lose and then i win and then i lose and then i win and it's whatever, and I've always had this up-and-down relationship uh, with certain intermediate tracks. Texas is one of them, because it's such a predictable race, or so you think. And then things like today happen, where it's not. And it was slightly entertaining just because of the amount of fucking restarts. Uh, I think there were 11 restarts in this race, and Kyle Larson just like shook through all of them. The, the man is on fire. And I don't want to start pivoting off to a whole bunch of different topics and going all around the place. So I'm going to try to keep it as composed as possible. I'm actually doing better, guys. I'm taking notes. So got a little bit of notes to go over. First things first, uh, talking about this. Obviously, Stenhouse and Bowman, they shit the bed. It happens. People wreck. Ten cars, though. Ten cars. Ten cars. This wreck started out, uh, and it was just, wow. Bubba, actually, I think, was the pioneer of the, uh, the the Texadega wreck, as we're calling it. But, yeah, it, just, it, it sucks that the majority of my guys were caught up in that for place differential. Uh, but, again, got to be happy about that unit count that I've got now, 33.5 units up since Darlington, since the start of the playoffs. And uh, just hitting the ten unit uh, lick, betting only two point five units on Kyle Larson today. Uh, just beautiful in that regard. So not a, not an L by any means. If you only play DFS, yes, huge L for you today. Okay, time to start betting. We'll find a way. We 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 hedging. All right, we hedge fun. Had a good friend in New York. who used to work with. Uh, and, and in the financial district, okay? And we used to, instead of a hedge fund, we would hedge fund. And that's what we do at Garage Guys. We hedge fund. And you do that by betting and DFS. So that's how we're rolling with it. But uh, I think one of the best lines that was out for DFS today, obviously, if you had a Larson, you had to have Larson to be considered anything money, Innie Green had to have him. I think he put up 155.80 DraftKings points. William Byron in second was right behind him with 91.40 starting in P12. So Byron was that play. If you would have pivoted from Bowman to Byron, you probably had a really good day. If you included a few of my other guys that I had that were not caught up in the wreck, but um, one of these tournaments that I was in that the first place lineup was Larson, Byron, Keselowski, starting in P7 and finishing uh, P4, put up 47.95 points. Chris Bell was another one. Uh, he finished in third. I want to say he started somewhere outside of the top ten for sure. Daniel Suarez finishing 10th with 43 fantasy points. Uh, and C. Bell had 50, by the way. And then Cole Custer finishing 19th started. Uh, I think he started in the, the 20s, somewhere in the 20s, but he got 25 points. So he was kind of that guy that uh, that stuck around, kind of his area, I believe. And that's 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 what I was kind of aiming for with Busher, because those are the kind of things that you need. You need at least one guy that's going to be able to kind of like stay right in his area, and he did. I mean, he started 20th, he finished 19th. But he made it through. He had the green flag laps. And he put up just enough to tip somebody to that first place part. So, at these intermediates, it's always good to watch out for at least one guy that you think is going to be consistent that's, that's pretty cheap. And Custer was that dude today. So, shout out to anybody that did win big um, uh, on DFS. If you did win big, I'm proud of you. You probably didn't have a good bit of my picks, and that's okay. Because for the most part, the, uh, the only big winners that I saw in the Discord were all betting slips. So, betting was the way today. And that's, it doesn't matter. If it's green, we're there. Uh, the Psycho Parlay. Put out a Psycho Parlay thanks to Trevor. Uh, Discord Trevor. This is the first time I've ever used someone else's parlay to be the Psycho. And it didn't work out all because of, you guessed it, the Texadega tragedy wreck that happened uh, that Bubba Wallace wanted to go play slip and slide after getting loose under Kurt Bush. So can't really do anything about it. It is what it is and it sucks, but we'll continue. We'll carry on. All right. Carry on my wayward son. That was written by Kansas. So we're going to Kansas. So we're going to carry on well, but. Looking into the, the Psycho Parlay, we were, I think we were a good bit off. I don't even want to read it. It was seven legs. Uh, if you want to see it, there's a tweet about it that I have up where I literally wore a uh, woman's cowboy hat or a cowgirl hat, I guess will be the appropriate term, and I was just riding it like a horse as the picks in the parlay were flashing across the top of the screen. So, you can find that on Twitter. Just go look for it. Psycho Parlay. Uh, did have a good bit of people riding on it, and it would have been a huge payout if it would have hit. And I remember it was like plus 6,338, I think. So would have been absolutely phenomenal if it would have popped off. But no more talking about Psycho Parlay this week. We may revisit that next week. Let's go ahead and get into the race itself. Now, from a fan perspective, I will say this much. Everybody likes excitement in a race. And that wreck early on definitely shook things up. And it, and it made uh, some, some big waves, I think, throughout because it really set the tone for how this thing would play out. As I was saying earlier, 11 cautions in this race uh, that was mostly dominated by Kyle Larson, well, actually was dominated by Kyle Larson, but, uh, you know, that's that's I don't know if that's a record or not, but that's a lot of cautions for an intermediate track. And, you know, for a race that doesn't really have much going for it, uh, the little things and the little storylines that really develop through it were actually quite good. So maybe that not all hope is lost in Texas just yet, but, you know, we'll hold on and see what happens. But. One thing I want to just start off before we even get into the race by saying is that there is a slight a slight tragedy, guys, okay? That there's But there's a silver lining to it, all right? As we all know, Chase Elliott failed inspection. Usually when any driver fails inspection, I'm pretty hype about him. I didn't bet anything on Elliott today. I did think he could have had a top five. He didn't. He finished seventh. Which means no free fried pickles at Hooters. All right. And I know a lot of weeks you can pretty much count on some free fried pickles because Chase can find his way to the top five for the most part. Not lately, but for the most part, he can. But fear not, Garage Fam. You can still go to Hooters tomorrow and you can use promo code GarageGuys and you can save $10. On any order, $30 or more, okay? You go to Hooters.com, you download the Hooters app, you plug in Garage Guys, you order your food, you go get it with a smile on your face. All right, promo code Garage Guys at Hooters. Chase Elliott didn't get it for you. Garage Guy Chase and Dale Tanhart and Chef Boy and the Garage Guys gang, we got it for you. We saved you $10. That's like two free-fried pickles, pretty much. All right. Valid at participating locations for delivery and carry out orders only. That is the fine print. And I said it pretty slow, so you can't be mad. But shout out to Hooters. Hooters does everything perfect. Okay. They are the perfect sponsor for garage guys. They are the best sponsor for garage guys. Because they are Hooters. And it is incredible. I think about it a lot. We love Hooters, Hooters loves us. And Hooters loves you, Garage fam. Promo code Garage Guys. So that that's that. I literally just wanted to talk about Chase Elliott so that I could tell you about Hooters and our promo code. I did that. And I'm not afraid to say it. Because I know you guys understand and you love me. Thank you. So, let's get in back into the race itself. Started out, Kyle Busch wins stage one. And this is good for him for stage points reasons. Obviously, he needed them because things didn't really shake out the way I think he thought they would have. He looked pretty quick early on, but things just didn't work uh, the way they needed to. So, that stage one uh, win definitely will be helping him as he moves into the playoffs. Um, so, when we were starting this race, he was actually like – pretty uh pretty low down there on the bubble and, and now he's f- founding himself sitting in, in the 4th position uh gaining 8 points today with this race so uh pretty good day for Kyle Busch even though he didn't get a win he was still someone we thought could but he hung tight he, he finished P8 and uh and he started P3 so is what it is the the JGR cars have been a little strange uh except for when Denny Hamlin wins races which has happened what twice in the playoffs so far pretty wild um but Christopher Bell was the best uh JGR car today finishing in 3rd after starting 11th um he just kind of closed up a little bit so Bell's becoming a pretty good closer at this track uh, I would say but uh stage 1 Bell was was nowhere in sight he was like back in like P14 uh, Another big deal today was, was just Ryan Blaney you know, really finding a way to, to to hunker down, barely missed the top five, finished P6. Uh, Brad Kaye just really turned the jets on uh, towards the end of the race, and I think a lot of people were kind of low-key surprised by that because Brad's just kind of been so lethargic as of late and just hasn't really performed the way that, that – you know, Brad Keselowski can perform. Um, so he was the top finishing Ford. I know a couple of people had Blaney to be the top finisher. So sucks for that, but, uh, good to see Brad still got a little fight in him. And then Kevin Harvick having the most place differential inside the top 10 today, uh, starting P24 finishing fifth. He was, uh, the second Ford car and, and he was pretty quiet for the most part of the day. Like, he, he ran his race. He didn't really bother Elliot. I think that's kind of done. I don't really know what's happening. But it's kind of uh, it's kind of funny because he did finish ahead of Elliot. So And I think he had some really slap-in-the-face words for Chase. Like, supposedly somebody was saying something. He was like, if Chase is still worried about me, that's unfortunate. He needs to be worried about how to get his car uh, to run as fast as the five. So, shots fired. And Kevin is playing the psychological game hard because there, there is speculation, okay? We, we can't all just sit back and think that it does not bother Chase Elliott that he is not the man at Hendrick Motorsports anymore. I think it's fair to say that Kyle Larson is the man at Hendrick Motorsports. He is the guy. He's got eight wins on the year. I think it's very fair to say this. And so you have to wonder, does this bother Chase Elliott? And I say yes, because these guys are competitive. These drivers are competitive. And even if you're on a team with somebody and you're not doing as well and succeeding like they are and you're watching them inside your organization with the same resources that you have and you're not able to really get it done, that's that's kind of alarming. So it's got to eat at him. And Kevin Harvick, Push that button today. So I'm really interested to see what happens moving into Kansas and Martinsville and Phoenix now, and if Chase will be able to, uh, to keep himself in that area. Because as of right now, he's right outside of it. He is in fifth in the standings for the playoffs. Uh, didn't gain any points. Didn't lose any points, didn't gain any points. But it's not really where Chase Elliott wants to be. We do have two tracks coming up. He's just got to be able to get something done at these intermediates. That's the main thing is that we got to see a little bit more of something something. He's great at road, you know, super speedway. He has some wins. He has some intermediate wins as well, but it's just, I don't know, I feel like it it, it, it sucks out of him a little bit. We just want to see more wins out of Chase Elliott. I think that's what it boils down to at the end of the day. The fans want it, but Kyle Larson is just doing it, and his fan base is growing and growing every day. I know people that are Chase Elliott fans that converted to Kyle Larson fans. Now, obviously, that's a true bandwagon fan, but it's for good cause. You want a guy that's going to win, and right now it's looking like Chad Knauss and Jimmy Johnson in the early 2000s out there with Cliff Daniels and Kyle Larson. I mean, they're e- they easily, after the way this year has went, if we start seeing the same trends going into next year with them, we easily could be in for a dynasty. We easily could be. And I know I, I say that really loosely. I need to say it loosely because we haven't even got to the championship yet. There's no telling what's going to happen. Obviously, Larson's the favorite. But great points day for Ryan Blaney. Um, even though he did finish in P6, he uh, he got 17 points ahead of Chase Elliott, which was was pretty wild. So he's moved into that two spot. Hamlin had some issues late in the race. Him and Chase Briscoe are going to fight before the end of this year. And I'm kind of here to see that. I want to see how young Chase Briscoe would handle up on uh, middle, young Denny. Denny, now, a lot of people hate Denny. Not a lot of people hate Chase Briscoe. I don't hate Denny or Chase Briscoe. However, Denny's kind of cool because of his affiliations with Michael Jordan, for one. And for two, he's been wearing jorts on Instagram a lot lately, and I respect that. So definitely some respect there for Dennis Hamlin. But it's uh, it's unfortunate that that he's, uh, you know, he's fallen out. He's kind of fallen in a, in a downward spiral area right now. He's still got plus nine points. You know, he got nine points today. But if it were Denny, if I were Denny, I'd want to be in one, just like any of these other guys. And I think that out of everyone in the field, like Denny knows, like I'm not getting any younger. Is he going to be the choke artist? Is he going to be that guy? Or is he going to actually be able to seal the deal? He's still in this thing. There's no telling what could happen. He could come out of Kansas next week and just whoop ass and dominate. You never know. You know, he could go to Martinsville and do it. Yeah, I don't think he's won Martinsville in a minute. But definitely got to keep an eye on Hamlin in the playoffs. Uh, see, see what happens and how it shakes out. Um, but terrible, terrible, terrible days for two playoff drivers, Martin Trex Jr. and Joey Logano. Joey Logano taking the hard hit of minus 43 points in the playoffs today because of an engine failure. Very rare thing to see out of a Penske car. And for Joey Logano, you don't see that kind of stuff often with these guys. The money is is just overflowing. There's a lot of, of big brain guys in those in those garages. It's just not something that's supposed to happen to Joey Logano. Joey Gase, absolutely. Engines should explode on a weekly basis, Joey Logano, no. So it was some weird juju going on there. And then Truex just kind of uh, got into a little bit of a bunch. And I think he ended up getting a wreck late in the race and kind of screwed the pooch on him. But it's kind of a little playoff update right there that, that I wanted to give. And, and I think it's interesting because it's, uh you know, I, I put a bet in earlier in the year um, on accident. For the playoffs, you know, I, I wasn't going to really bet anything for the playoff winner, but you damn right that I'm getting ready going into next week to kind of look at the lines, see what we have, and uh, I want to know if you guys put some bets in earlier in the year. If you did, let me know who you bet on to win the championship, whether it's good or bad. I want you to tweet it uh, or, or share it, uh, however you can. Just share it to us at GarageGuyChase at GarageGuysFS. Let's see who you bet on if you bet in February in Daytona. If you bet on a championship driver in Daytona or maybe a couple weeks after, I want to know who it was and how you're looking at your odds and and where your guys are in the playoffs right now. So the rest of this race honestly was nothing but the Larson-Byron show. Byron being – The coolest rainbow shield of all time literally was just kind of like following Larson around the track like a lost puppy and was just keeping all the bad guys away from Larson that could potentially steal his thunder, which honestly probably would have never happened. Would have never been a shot in hell because one of the craziest things about today was and I don't want to keep talking too much about Larson because we all know Larson's good and this and that watching him cut that lead down i think it was right before uh stage 2 it was in stage 1 i remember looking up at the screen he was 7 seconds behind the leader a couple laps went by he was 4 seconds and then about a, another 5 or 6 laps go back and he's right there tailing the leader of the race i was mind blown i mean like the dude's not from this planet but Byron was kind of there helping his teammate today, and he's out of the playoffs. And I feel like now that Byron has the weight off of his shoulders, like I feel like Byron still has to find a way to not fold under pressure. And maybe that is why Byron hasn't been able to advance any further than where we are right now in the playoffs. Because I feel like he just puts a lot of pressure on himself. And I've watched a couple of press conferences with him, and he was talking a little bit about it, and obviously he said he's learned a ton this year, learned a ton last year. And, and I really truthfully think that he is going to be ready to contend for a championship going into next season. Um, I think that he can make it to the Final Four. I'm not saying he can win at all, but I think that, that Byron is is figuring it out. You know, I give Rudy a hard time. It's just because you got to have someone to blame it on. But at the end of the day, it's the fear. And that's what it really comes down to. And, and and Byron's still got a little bit of that, obviously. So I hope he loses the fear. I hope he uh, doesn't get so stressed out moving into next season. Because if he can just have runs like this, like he had today at tracks, just imagine if he'd have been in the playoffs. I mean, he really could have, like, went in and dove at some points and really tried to take that air away from Larson and challenge him. But he didn't do that. He was a good teammate. It says a lot about his character. So, while I may not put money on William Byron or like to play him a lot, I will say that I respect the man, and that I don't think that Rudy Fugel is is a bad crew chief by any means. It just it's a lot more apparent, I feel like, and we'll see as we keep going through the weeks um, how he's running. You know, if he's constantly running inside the top five these next few races, I am going to go ahead and just say it's got a lot to do with just trying to win under pressure, be good under pressure. So you just got to forget. I, I actually recommended that if William Byron makes the playoffs next season, just just don't tell him. Fabricate it and make him think he's out so that he'll just like be like, screw it, I'm just going to try to run for wins. And then when, when he gets to Phoenix, just be like, oh, hey, by the way, you're in the championship. It might work. Who knows? Who knows? I'm just saying. Probably won't work. Could work, though. Um, another big takeaway from this race um, was the fact that Tyler Reddick was driving like a madman, but in the best way possible at Texas. All right. This man comes out onto the track. First thing I do when I see his car is I immediately am like. Oh, are we running the, uh, the Dale Sr., Dale Jr. tribute car, bud car, number eight? Because it was black, and it had uh, DEI-looking stripes on the bottom. Uh, it, it literally was the Intimidator redo with a whole bunch of different sponsors. And I thought that was really cool, because you don't see a lot of people. Excuse me for yawning, by the way. I just totally yawned, and I'm not going to edit that. <laughs> It's it's awesome to see Reddick run that scheme. You know, I think that seeing Dylan run it would be kind of awesome. Uh, it would be very awesome, don't get me wrong. Like, if he went full, like, late 90s Intimidator at Darlington next season, I would lose my shit, and I'd buy all the merch that I could, probably, just because. But seeing Reddick do it today, that's where – I got excited. And you got to say that Red Dog brought the level of intensity it, are, are close to it, maybe not all the way, because there's still a lot of skill that you would need to be able to be on the level of Dale Senior. But as far as aggressiveness goes, he had some uh, so, some Dale Senior energy in him in that car today because man was out there going for it all, risking it for the biscuit, and he didn't care who or what was in his way, and I love that intensity in a driver. If he would have hit Larson and knocked Larson out and won this race, I'd have been really fucking sad for my, my wallet's sake. But he didn't do that. But what he did do was show a lot of people, this is what I'm capable of. This is what I can do. Just wait until I get my shine and my win and my spot in the playoffs. And I can't wait for that day either because I really fucking like Tyler. Not just as a driver, but as a human being. The dude is just great. And he's good for the sport, and I love his attitude. I love his uh, the, the subtleties in his uh, arguments that he'll have with drivers and the way that he kind of carries himself. And uh, I think he's definitely if, – if I had to, to – you know, I definitely have guys. We have our garage guys' drivers, you know. Everybody knows that, that Stenhouse is one of them. Um, Larson. Kind of low-key. It's been a little bit more quiet since you know the, the championship run, since Jeff Gordon kind of got in there and started wor- working a little more closely with Kyle. We haven't had a lot of communication with him, and that's by design, and that's fine. And that's because right now Kyle doesn't have time to be goofing around talking about the wild shit that we talk about half the time. He's focusing on going to get a championship. And, and watching it, the races that I've been to – being on pit road and seeing him and Jeff Gordon just walk up and down and and just having a conversation about a car or a certain turn in a track and and kind of like not really eavesdropping, but like when they would be around our areas that we'd be in on the pits, I get to hear them speaking and just some of the things that they were kind of like talking about was just so cool to just be like, damn, like I'm not in this conversation, but I'm around this conversation. And it's happening right here. So you know, obviously Larson's one of the guys, but Reddick is is one of our guys as well. And Red Dog, he went out there and went full sin today. And I'm gonna go ahead and give y'all a little bit of a teaser for Kansas next week. I love Tyler Reddick at Kansas. Ever since I first saw him in the thirty one running uh before he got into the cup series, I think he finished inside the top ten. I was just like, Holy shit, this dude is going to be good. I cannot wait to see this guy get here. And there's been ups and downs, especially at that track. But you know, am I maybe looking to possibly put a little bit of money on on, on Reddick to win next week? Kinda. Kinda I'm kinda thinking about it. Because of, of just what we've seen out of him these last two weeks. Something has woke up inside of him. And the aggressiveness is there, the Ivan Draco. If he dies, he dies. That was present today, and I loved it. And it was cool to see the DEI scheme, the the or the 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 Dale Earnhardt RCR throwback scheme. We'll call it that. It wasn't DEI, but man, it was just uh, it was a great race for Tyler, man. Great race for Tyler. And shout out to Red Dog. Keep doing your thing, man. If you if you listen to this, um. Another crazy thing that happened today, Tony noodles, our boy, Anthony Alfredo, AKA Tony noodles, the pasta, Don, the pasta plug himself, his car went ablaze. They tried to cook Tony noodles, but you can't, you can't cook Tony noodles with just fire. You gotta, you know, you gotta boil it a little bit. All right, but that ain't happening, but he's safe. Thank God everything was good. Took a uh took a wild turn like literally was just sliding down the track uh in the thirty eight car, thinking that he was gonna take his time and get out. Next thing you know, it's like on a movie. And the fire just erupts. It was like pyrotechnics out there on the track. If I wouldn't know any better, I'd have thought they had a furnace underneath the track, but they didn't. It was just crazy how that happened. So glad to see him get out. He was okay. Don't try to cook Tony noodles. We love Tony Noodles, um, But, yeah, really and truthfully, I've been able to cover some playoff talk and some events that happened throughout this race all in one jumbled-up session. Don't really think there's anything else much more to say other than congrats if you bet with us, and I appreciate you guys. And even though I'm a little sad, that we're we're approaching the end of the 2021 NASCAR season. I'm really excited for all of the new Garage fam that have found their way to us through the Discord and through Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and wherever else you may have found us, at the track itself, the people that we're getting to talk to this year and the things we're getting to do. And it's not over. It's not over yet, guys, all right? We got Martinsville coming up. We're going to be doing some some spooky season activities out there in Martinsville. So be on the lookout this week on Twitter. Uh, we're going to have some updates coming out about an event that we are planning for Martinsville. And we're excited about it. And that race is going to be epic as it is. You know, the last race before we lock into Phoenix. It's going to be really cool to see how it all shakes out. I know I'm excited about it, and I'm sure you guys are as well. Remember, the Discord is free. Premium betting cards are free for the rest of the season. Social media is free. Follow me at GarageGuyChase. Hit up Dale at Dale Tanhart. Hit up Chef Boy at Chef Boy and Collectively at GarageGuysFS. You can find us all there. Keep up with what we're doing. And don't forget to tune in to our new Twitter spaces. Go ahead and just book it right now. Next Sunday, before the race at Kansas, an hour before, we're going to be doing the pre-race space. Join in, tell your friends, and let's make these things awesome. And we'll continue doing them as we uh, as we we evolve and move down the way into 2022. But 6-1 uh, and one in the playoffs, up 33.5 units. We're looking to do it again in Kansas next week. We're going to finish this year out with a bang. Thank you guys for everything. Thank you for listening. Thank you for rating, reviewing, and subscribing. And just most of all, thank you for being an amazing fucking human being that loves NASCAR as much as I do and loves gambling as much as I do and just loves being a part of really awesome things in motorsports. You guys are the best. We'll see you for the NASCAR DFS preview show for Kansas. Next Friday or this Friday. Hit me up if you need anything. You know where to find me. Have a great week. Sports Profit Repeat. It's the garage guys. 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 It's the garage guys.